are listening to the best of IC Robots Radio. Hi, this is Ed with another best of IC Robots Radio. The show where we look back at IC Robots Radio stuff from back in the day. Over the last almost 10 years, IC Robots has blessed the world with a butt ton of fantastic stuff. He is a real treasure. Let's begin. This week, we start off with an interview with Johnny Five, the Hollywood legend. He talks about a deal to get his face on a box of cookies and how he met A.B. Silver. Let's take a listen. Let's get started. Check one, two. Yo, ISR man, I don't understand this man. Yo, you gotta slow down, man. You're losing them. Radio suckers never play me. You are listening to the Toys R Us report, the greatest podcast in the world. That is, that is definitely true. It's a worldwide accepted fact. The the Toys R Us report is the greatest podcast in the world. This is me. This is me, your host, IC Robots. And this week we got we got a special treat that is going to cement our place as as one of the greatest podcasts, if not the greatest podcast. I just said it. We are in fact the best in the world. We got we got the dude himself, Johnny Five via Skype. He is. He's here with us. We've been trying for a couple weeks. We've been making some moves. We've been doing whatever, and it's finally time. Here it is. Uh, J Five, how you doing today? I am doing as good as anyone could possibly do. Thank you for asking. Should I ask you how you are? Because you look about the same. What? That is not meant to offend my amigo. It is merely an accurate observation. Comprende? See, I comprende. I guess you know. I'm just gonna take that as a compliment because we haven't seen each other in a little bit, and if I look like exactly the same, that means that you know I am I'm avoiding the the aging process. So we'll consider that a win. J5, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We've already got the we've got the niceties out of the way. Let's get let's just let's jump into the meat of it. Let's see, Johnny Five, how did you meet AB Silver? Oh, that is a very funny story. As you know, he used to work in marketing for Nabisco. And at one point, they wanted to tie in my classic film, Short Circuit 2, with a brand of snack crackers they had at the time. The deal fell through. There just wasn't enough green in the deal for my taste. You feel what I am saying, Chief? Yeah, I, I get you, but what, I don't. What, what was the funny part in that? That wasn't. That wasn't that funny of a story, J5. I, I, I mean that in the nicest way possible. It is funny because they wanted me to sign for 2.5 million dollars. To appear on a set of trading cards inside of chocolate snap cookies, I don't get out of bed for less than 4.75. I laughed in their faces and rolled out. How you like that story now, hot stuff? Hot stuff? That's yeah, that's a that's a bit of a better story. Um, I would have liked to have seen those trading cards though. That that would have been cool. You weren't you weren't excited about that being on a set of cards inside of cookies. That would be. That would be like the dream for me. That would be like my lifelong goal. That's so great. I can't believe you turned that down. See, champ, that is why you are where you are, and that is why I am where I am. You think small. I don't think I think small. I just think that I would like to have been on a、uh, set of trading cards. I don't want to be on the cards. I want to own the cookie factory and the printing press that the cards are printed out on. And then I want to print my own trading cards for all my great movies and collect all the loot for myself. No, I do get that. I get that. Like you're thinking big, dude. You don't want to be on the card. You want to be the dude who sells the card. I get it. But it just kind of seems to me like you didn't make the deal and you didn't wind up with anything.、Uh, 
it's okay though. Um, that's, you know, that's all you. J5, I'm glad you came back on the show. There were people up there who were doubting your identity. I was not amongst them myself, but I'm happy to see that, you know, you are here on Skype and you are, you are visible to me today. That's, that's great. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people out there who, who might be listening to the show? No, not really. I have examined your numbers and I know that there are not that many people listening. I am here as a favor for my main dude. A.B. Silver. You owe him big by the way. I am a major get for a show like this. If you get what I am saying. Doggy dog. Where did that applause come from? Was that... Was that coming from your end? No, you are a major get, Johnny Five. I am super happy to have you on the show. Let me let me ask you, how is how is the movie going? How is the AB Silver biopic going? I am glad that you asked that. It is going great. We are still in the fundraising stage, but we might have a trailer sometime soon that we could share here. You're still raising funds, but you might have a trailer. How do, how does that work? That is how it is done in Hollywood. You finish the trailer before you even start shooting. How do you do that? Listen, I am not here to discuss the process. Plus you wouldn't understand it even if I explained it. It is insider stuff. That would probably bore you. No offense intended there, Trooper. No, that's cool, man. No, no offense taken. I've never made a film. I don't... I don't know the, uh... I don't know the process as well as... as well as I do. Is there... is there any inside info you can give us on the movie, though? Just anything... anything at all? Let's see. Oh, I can tell you this. The movie is going to be great. Come on, we all know that. Can you give us, can you give us any, like, any, uh, casting news? Okay, I can tell you this. We have signed Mike Zorek from the classic film, Private School for Girls with Matthew Modine. Private School for Girls? I love that movie. It has, it has Phoebe Cates in it. Real, uh, real good early 80s comedy. Who is, who is he going to be playing in that? Um... Mike Zorick, man, I haven't I haven't heard from that guy in years. He will be playing AB's boss at Nabisco. That guy was a real jerk. Not Zorick, his old boss. You dig that info, babe. Michael Zorick, man, that is that's cool, man. That guy, I'm looking at his IMDB right now. It seems he hasn't he hasn't made anything since 1990. So I guess you guys pulled him out of retirement with an enticing offer. Is that is that how it went? Listen, guy, you wanted a scoop, so I gave you a scoop. But check it. I don't have all day for this. I have to go. Oh, do you? That's cool. Thanks. Thanks for the time that, uh, that, uh... Yo, A.B. hit my music. Right away. I'm out. With your host, the Sausagitarian. Guys, 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 how are you doing? It's me, your little friend, Sarah Burr, also known as the Sausagitarian. I don't know when you're going to hear this, but right now it's January, and in January, people like to make New Year's resolutions. I didn't make any this year. I already quit drinking. I am already in a program of fitness, got the HPI in effect. And I really don't eat a lot of meat, so I better pick up some bad habits to get my resolutions going. Um, 
I, I kind of want to hear standard resolutions because it seems like most people end up breaking them and disappointing themselves. But I have a little kitchen measuring tip you can implement, and maybe that can be your resolution. This year, I'll measure things differently. Or maybe not, depending on the tip I'm going to give you, which is this. Measuring cups are not all the same. You've got dry measuring cups and liquid measuring cups. The liquid measuring cups are like glass or plastic, have a handle right for liquid. And dry measuring cups are usually metal or also plastic, and they are for dry goods. It shouldn't seem like I should have to say that these things are different, but I have run into people who didn't know that one thing is for liquids and one thing is for dry goods, like flour and sugar go in the dry measuring cup, and maple syrup would go in the liquid measuring cup. If you measure flour in the liquid measuring cup, your measurement's going to be up. Same goes for measuring maple syrup in the dry measuring cup. Okay, so if you want your recipe to turn out more on the nose, use the right measuring cup. A liquid measuring cup costs like seven bucks, maybe. I don't know. I got one that was made in the USA and it was seven bucks. Okay, so you can get yourself one of those. You can get yourself a set of dry measuring cups and just be measuring things the correct way all year long, that is an easy resolution. That is one you can do, and I'm 100% behind it. Yo, Iceberg, hit the ones and twos. Listening to the Toys R Us report. If you can't see the lights, be the light. Wow, that was awesome. I miss hearing Johnny Five on the show. He was such a jerk and was so funny at the same time. I also miss hearing Sarah on the show. Maybe she can come back someday if I see Robots hasn't burnt that bridge like all the other bridges in his life. He is very hot-headed and sometimes says things he doesn't mean just because he likes to hear himself talk. That's what makes him such an interesting radio personality. Up next a feature-length piece about Star Wars action figure cases. It's very well researched. From Kenner, it's the Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures sold separately. The collector's case holds 24 Star Wars action figures, like Stormtrooper, R5-D4, and Snaggletooth. It comes with two plastic trays to keep them in. Or you can turn the trays over and display all your figures in action poses. You can pack up Star Wars action figures and take them with you. The Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. When Kenner first scaled down the action figure to the three and three quarter inch, this this introduced the option of having a carrying case. Sure, the adventure people came along first, but as far as I know, they did not have a carrying case. If they did, hit me up with that info because I definitely want to know all about that. But when when Kenner scaled down the figures, that opened up the option of uh, 
being able to carry a case in which you could hold all of your figures in one place. The first case that they released was a simple black vinyl case with two gray trays inside that hold 24, 24 different figures. It did, it did have a very neat graphic of Star Wars on the front. Hold tight. I am moving away from the microphone. I... I own this case. It's the Star Wars Mini Action Figure Collector Case. I, I got this one at the flea market from my dude, Alan. He's he's a real nice guy. The handle's missing along the top, and the graphic... The graphic's a little warped. It looks as if it's been... If it's, as if it's been wet, but um, it has the trays inside. You can hear me open it up, and each one has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12... 12 spaces two of the spaces are small so you can so you can fit your r2d2 or your um or your jawa or somebody like that and then a couple of them are a bit taller so you can fit four for example your chewbacca the the art on the front is just great it has han and chewie up in one corner there's like a space battle on the other side you can see a real neat picture of Luke and Leia swinging. It's it's completely terrific. If you are interested in checking that out, hop on over to icrobots.com. Use it for the thumbnail for this episode. So there is a neat picture of it. The, the case also came with a bunch of decals, a bunch of stickers, one each uh, for, for all of the 24 figures in the in the initial releases, and there's like a couple extra that say like Stormtrooper or or like Tusken Raiders, the the various dudes that you might um you might army build with. There is at least one known variation on this case. It's not in the case itself. There were there was a whole series of them that came out with a cardboard insert for a Boba Fett action figure. And the and the action figure in the picture was kind of a kind of like a kit bashed version and they they later, they later replaced it with the proper mail-away Boba Fett. This is called the, the Boba Fett insert variant. This one fetches a bit more on the secondary market. If you're, if you're into that kind of thing. There's also another variant. When, when the movie was transitioning from Star Wars into Empire Strikes Back, they re-released the, the initial 1977 Star Wars case, but with a, with a um, little logo that said Empire Strikes Back over where it had previously said Star Wars. The insert was also different. It wasn't uh, for Boba Fett. It was for some of the new Empire Strikes Back figures that were, were coming out. Now, we move into the next movie, which is, of course, Empire Strikes Back. And they got they got their own case. In addition to the aforementioned transitional case, there were two separate cases for Empire Strikes Back. The first one, and this one's a bit harder to find than the second one, has the, it has the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back logo in the center, and the, the graphic on the front is kind of, it's kind of split into quarters with Yoda on one side, the Wampa next to him, and then there's like a couple battle scenes also in there. And this, this also came with two 12-figure each trays, but the the trays for this were tan instead of gray. The second case for Empire Strikes Back, and this one is a lot harder to find than the other one. It has the the Empire Strikes Back logo in the upper left-hand corner, much like much like the stars on the flag of the uh, good old United States. And the graphic, 
The graphic for this is completely different. It has Yoda and Obi-Wan on Dagobah in the right. And then there's the Wampa on the left. There's also a group of stormtroopers. Han Solo holding Princess Leia's hand and firing his blaster. There's a picture of Luke dueling a... Dueling evil old Darth, and this also, this also has a different colored tray. The tray for this, instead of being gray or tan, is a very eerie, it's an eerie red. There is also a pretty steep price difference on eBay, the world's biggest, the world's biggest marketplace. If you want the one with the logo in the upper left corner, it's going to cost you 300 bucks. If you wanted one in nice shape, whereas the one with the logo in the center, you can get that for like a hundred, hundred and a quarter. And I'm talking like, you know, sealed versions. These aren't like loose versions. If you can find loosey-goosey versions of these over at the, over at the flea mart, you can get them for substantially, substantially less. Let's move into the, the next film in all of this. It is a movie known as Return of the Jedi. You're looking at the busiest aisle at the Toys R Us store in Paramus. Children are shopping eagerly for toys based on a movie they have not seen. Return of the Jedi sheets sell for $15.97. The Millennium Falcon spaceship sells for $34.97. The Jedi characters, the figures, sell for $2.68. Some of the toys are action toys. If your child gets one, you may have to take it away with force. Don't move. I beg your pardon? Don't move. Don't move. You're going to hit me with the... Uh... I cut your hand off. Children are buying the toys, of course, but so are older investors. They're buying Star Wars toys. Right. In a couple of years, they'll be worth a lot of dough. Like a lot of other things. You're buying them strictly as an investment. Yes, definitely. The movie opened today. The toys have been on sale all week. Josh Howell, Channel 7 Eyewitness News, Paramus. I'm sorry that I let that play for so long, but man, I thought that was, um, it was so fascinating. Once I started, I, I couldn't find a good part to cut it off. That guy was so, he was so hostile against Star Wars and Star Wars toys in general. When, when we enter the era of Return of the Jedi, that's when, that's when things really start to heat up for action figure cases. The the Star Wars Return of the Jedi vinyl action figure case is considered it's considered to be the rarest of all of the Star Wars cases. It it has a it has a Return of the Jedi logo in the center and scenes from the movie surrounding it. In the left corner, you have Jabba the Hutt's palace. There's a picture of that grody dude then right next to that is a scene of the battle between between Darth Vader and Luke and then there's like a scene of the skiff the skiff fight on the bottom as well as a couple images of indoor this case comes with red red tray inserts this one is so uncommon that lifelong lifelong Star Wars collectors have no recollection of this ever even appearing in the stores if you wanted one like like, completely sealed away in awesome shape with all the decals and stuff. It could run up to, like, 450 bucks, man. That's, that's a lot of cheese for a uh, vinyl action figure case. And, finally, we are up to the one that people would consider, I believe, to be the seminal case in all of Star Warsdom. This is, this is, of course, the big Darth Vader head. I think that... For the most part, just about everybody had the Darth Vader head. I I don't know why that is, but that was the one everybody that I knew had. I guess 
it's a very striking piece, even as a kid, seeing what appears to be like an almost life-size Darth Vader head in the toy store. It really, it really draws you in, especially like the way that they had it packaged was, it was, it was open and exposed. It wasn't inside of a bigger box. It was on the shelf with like a cardboard sleeve around the, around the base, around the, around Darth's shoulders. And on that, you could see what it looked like what it looked like when it was open. I also recall that this wasn't like, it wasn't like a fantastic case. The, the figures didn't stay in, and if you, if you tried to fill it up on both sides, it had, it had space for 31 figures, and if you, if you were lucky enough to have 31 figures. I don't know if at any point I ever, if I ever had 31 Star Wars as a kid. I, I would also put my adventure people and things like that in there. Anything, anything that was like on that scale, I would fit in there because I, I wasn't like the kind of dude who discriminated too much between action figure lines. All my, all my dudes would play together. I think, I think I told the story of how I got the Darth Vader head when I was a kid on the episode where I did, where I did the top five Star Wars figures of all the times, but I'll, I'll relate it here in a, in a much briefer sense for those who, those who haven't heard that episode. It's a good one. You should go back, you should go back and check it out. If you want to go to icrobots.com, kind of go over on the right side. There's a button that says top five. Just hit that. It gives you all the top five episodes and you can, you can just scroll down. You'll, you'll find it on the first page. It's, it's a lot of fun, but, um, I, I came home from school one day and I was surprised to see my mom had purchased me a, a Darth Vader head and had bought like, a ton of figures. I don't, I don't know how many, but it was a lot. It was well, well above the amount of figures that I had in total at the time. And she'd, she'd purchased them for me all at once. I've, I've thought about this before. I wonder what, what was the deal behind the amount of figures? Was it that there was a sale at the store? I, I don't know, but she got me the case. She got me a bunch of figures and she, she wanted to work out some kind of a deal where I would start doing chores in return for, for future figures. She also, she also wanted it known that to a degree I was, I was in debt for these figures that, that she was giving me here. But, you know, I was happy to accept that debt. I, I would have said anything. This was up until, up until that time, the greatest toy purchase of, of like my entire life. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it, so I, I said I would do anything. But I don't, I don't know how much chores you're hoping to get out of a, out of a kid that age. That was, what year was that? It was 1983. You were 10. Oh, hey, Emily, thanks. I appreciate that. I, I knew it was somewhere around there. Sure, no problem. That, of course, was Engineer Emily. She's she's in the booth on every episode. The booth is, of course, like outside. It's right outside the chum room. I'm in a smaller chum room, and she's she's right on the uh, right on the outside. But um, I don't know how much chores you're expecting to get out of a ten year old. But I do remember they were they were quite dissatisfied with what they got. I I don't know, man. You. You can't expect a lot out of somebody who's only 10. I do not presently have a Darth Vader case. I've had them. I've had them in the past. I've sold a few at the flea market. But I don't... I don't have one in the... In the Earth base. I wonder what happened to mine. 
do you ever think about some of these things he had and where where they were and what happened to him? I I know I had one in Illinois. I knew I brought it with me to California, and I had it well well into junior high and high school. But I don't I don't have it now. I wonder what day I finally said, you know what? I'm getting rid of this, and I just I just tossed it out. It's weird that I can't remember. Maybe I've Maybe I've blanked it out. There are a few variants as far as the packaging. The the uh, early ones have an Empire Strikes Back logo on them, as well as like an open shot of the case. Then there is a there's a later one that it has the Empire logo, but it also has a like a small yellow circle that it says, um, and it says that it includes Yoda, Darth Vader, and Luke. Some kid was lucky enough to get one of these with three figures already in it. You got the, uh, the standard Darth, the cool Yoda, and you get, uh, you get Bespin. You get Bespin Luke, it looks like. Before we get too far into this, and we already may be too far into the Darth Vader case for this, I, I was able to find two separate commercials. They, they pushed this guy a lot. Let's, let's check one of these out, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the final two variants. And then, then hey, why don't we just play the other commercial as well? It'll be a hoot. It's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back action figures, each sold separately. Here's Imperial TIE Fighter Pilots, ADAC Commanders, and Zuckus, all new. And this is the Darth Vader Collector's Case. It holds up to 31. There's room for new C-3PO, Cloud Car Pilot, and R2-D2 with sensor scope. You can collect them, display them, and carry them with you. Darth Vader Collector's Case. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back Collection. I dig that commercial. That kid is so business. He is just by the book explaining to you what you get. He says, you get this. This also exists. And if you get the carrying case, it can hold this. He he has a future as a lawyer or a politician or I don't know, man. He's he's great. There were two more two more variants on the uh on the case. These are all patching packaging variants rather. There's there's no real difference within within the case itself. The next one is the the third and final Empire Strikes Back one. And on this guy, instead of getting uh, the Bespin Luke set, you get you get three wicked bounty hunters. You get IG-88, Bosk, and also Boba Fett. That is that is absolutely fantastic. I wonder if one of these was the way that my mom got so many figures together for me. If you start off with three, then you get like five, six, or seven more. That's that's a lot of figures to get at once. In my head, when she gave me that case, I remember it being maybe like 15 figures. I seem to think one side was completely full, but that that may not be the case. I only had a few figures at the time, so if you if you got me like five, it would have seemed like the the entire set, but that day when I came home and the case was there and she showed me all the stuff inside, I I was tickled pink. That's one of the best days of my life. At at any rate, the final Darth Vader head case was from this one came from Return of the Jedi, and the only variant on it is that the the logos for the movies are changed and that's about it. Let's take a listen to this other commercial, and then we'll come back and talk about, uh, we'll talk about an, uh, another case. 
to know what this is. It's the Darth Vader collector's case from the Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. Inside, it's got room for your favorite Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back action figures. They fit? Yeah. There's new Dengar, Adat Driver, Rebel Commander, Leia, and 21V. You can hold up to 31 action figures, each sold separately, and you can take them with you. Darth Vader collector's case. Action figures, each sold separately. From Kenner. That commercial's crazy, right? It was a commercial for an action figure case. One of the one of the neat things about the Darth Vader collector case was that it was it was like the closest we were gonna get to a statue or a bust of Darth Vader. They they may have had them, they may have existed, I do not know, but they were they were so far beyond anything that I could ever even imagine that having this it was like a sculpture of Darth up on your up on your shelf. That was that was so great. Let's let's uh, move into the final few cases. Following on the success of the Darth Vader case, they decided they, being Kenner, decided to release something very similar, equally as great, but far far less common to find. This this of course was the. The shiny gold C3PO collector case. I do not recall seeing this on the shelves at all. I would have, I would have flipped for this. It's, it's so dope. It's much, much like the Darth Vader case in that it's, it's an almost life-sized image of our, our one of two favorite droids in the Star Wars universe. This, of course, is C3PO. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. It holds 40 dudes. It's wrapped It's wrapped around the shoulders with a uh, cardboard sleeve that shows you what it looks like when it's opened. It's so great. It's even gold on the inside. I don't I don't know how many times I've even seen these at toy shows. I'm not saying that I'm not saying they're rare or anything. It's just I don't know, man. I don't seem to personally bump into them into them very much. I I dig it though. I would like to have one right now. I I got to get on that. It says here that you can pick one up on the world's biggest marketplace, eBay with um with the cardboard sleeve for about a buck and a quarter, 125 bucks or so. That's that's a lot, but it's not like it's not like off the charts. There was also another neat somewhat life-size carrying case released after the after the marvelous C-3PO head. And this one, this one was in the shape of a laser rifle. I, I don't recall seeing this one either. It's, it's pretty dope. I would have, I would have for sure been into this. It can only hold 19 figures and there are no, there are no variations on the wrapping. It was only like a one and done release. It's, it's like a cool laser rifle with a scope. My, my folks were not the type to let me play with gun toys, so I don't know if this would have been anything that I would have that I would have ever personally owned. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody owning this either. None of my none of my pals at the time had this, but I I would have dug it. And then for the final official, for the officialist of the official carrying cases, you have of course the Chewbacca bandolier strap. I I dig this a lot. You all know. I'm a big fan of Chewbacca. I ride or die for uh, for that Wookiee. And around the time of Return of the Jedi, they, they being Kenner, released a... It is the bandolier that Chewie wears around his shoulders. And it can hold up to 10 figures. It doesn't... 
it doesn't look very secure. I don't know how how much I would have wanted to be be putting my valued my valued uh, Tuscan Raiders in there. It seems like they would fall off more than likely. More than likely, I would have just used this for when I was when I was playing war, and I would have like stuck rocks in there or sticks or something and pretended pretended they were like shotgun shells. If I had that case, I would have been I would have been running slug nutty wild with with this all up and around uh, Oak Lawn. Before we like fully get out of here, there is also the Rebel Troop Transport vehicle that came out around Empire Strikes Back. That is. That is considered within some circles to be an action figure case. It has it has room for, I think, 24 figures. So whether it was intended to be or not, it is effective as an action figure case. So there you have it. I I like that. I enjoy cases. Right now in my case collection, I have the I have the one Star Wars is one that I told you. I have a I have a Batman animated, I have two different G.I. Joe ones, and I have, I have a, a space case. I, I just like them. When I was at the Toy-Con this past summer, I was gonna get one. It was this yellow one that was intended for, like, military figures, and I, I saw it, I wanted it, and I was gonna get it, but I was gonna come back and get it at the end, because I didn't want to carry it all day, and I just, I completely forgot, and I walked out, and I, I've regretted it ever since. Let's let's get ready to move into the final segment of the show. We're going to talk about a whole uh, a whole bunch of different junk. But before we get there, we we have a federally mandated PSA. I'm Captain Lou Albano talking about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Please. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. That was super interesting and also well-researched. That's what we've come to expect from IC Robots. He has a true commitment to excellence and always delivers. For the final bit of the show we take a listen to a small portion of the patron-only show episode 10 where I see Robots talks about a band he likes called Men Without Pants. Men Without Pants. They don't even have a Wikipedia. Um, da, 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 da. Men Without Pants. Let's let's see. They're part of the uh, kind of like the extended Dan the Automator family. Dan the Automator is another genre-hopping collaboration with John Spencer Blues Explosion drummer Russell Simmons, and they are called Men Without Pants. I I don't know. I I like the CD a lot, but um, I don't have a lot of info. I also bought a Handsome Boy Modeling School 2, which is called White People. Handsome Boy Modeling School is, of course, uh, Dan the Automator and Prince Paul. They did this thing. It's kind of kind of like the gorillas. I kind of think the gorillas bit the whole thing. From Handsome Boy Modeling School. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do, man? All good ideas are uh, out there to be bitten. No such thing as gimmick infringement, man. No such thing. Um, this is me, Essie Robots. I'm going to get up out of here. All right, peace. This is me, Icy Robots at K-I-S. 
R Radio, where we only play the hits, or rather, we only play the songs that should be the hits. But the world, the world is not a fair place. Up next, we got Men Without Pants, which is Dan the Automator, and uh, Russell Simmons, who is not the guy from uh, Death Jam Records. And this song is a good one, man. It is known as And the Girl All right, it's me, and I'm back. This is probably going to be the end. Probably be the end of the episode. It's also near the end of the uh, seven days of solitude. I I am expecting the family back tomorrow. It's been weird. It's been a weird experience. It's nice to be by yourself. But, uh, you know, seven days gets a bit excessive. There's only like, there's only like so many things that you can do to occupy time. If you know what I mean. I... I did the projects I wanted to do. I got out. I saw some stuff. I did some things. I I saw like four different movies. Well, I watched them in the house. I watched a movie called Captive State. That was pretty good. It was about aliens. I watched a movie called Skin. That was about skinheads. It starred uh, Jamie Bell from uh, from the Fantastic Four from Billy Elliot. He's a he's a good actor. I saw another movie. What was it called? I saw a movie called A Vigilante with Olivia Wilde. That was really good. And then I also um well, I saw Hobbs and Shaw during that period. I've already I've already reviewed that on the um on the main show, but it's it's been cool. I also watched some series on Netflix with a uh, Starbuck from um Battlestar Galactica on like a deep space mission with um with a bunch of people. That was that was cool, too. I'm not all the way through that, but, um, I don't know, man. I, I'm starting to feel, uh, starting to feel a bit lonely. Starting to feel a bit sad. Starting to, uh, really want the family back, you know? I went out there and I created this family so that, um, so we could be together, you know? Not to be, like, far apart. But it's, it's cool, man. Absence makes the, uh, heart grow fonder, as they say, you know? And I... I got a lot done. I think I recorded four, four bonus episodes that I can, I can put in the bank. Only one of these, but, um, the, the POS is a lot of work. It's a hard show. There's a lot involved. A lot of, a lot of things. And, um, I don't know, dude, if I can punch one out in a week, that is, uh, that's quite a success. On the real, they generally take me like a month of working them kind of slowly, um, as inspiration hits, so... I, I I was happy to get one done in a month, but uh, I'm also glad to be at the end of the uh, seven days of solitude. I I'm also really hungry right now. I'm like mad hungry. I had a, a tuna sandwich for for dinner. I I don't like to cook, man. I don't I don't I can't be bothered. You know, it's just that's just me. I just want um I want like a taco pill or or something like that. I don't want to I don't want to prepare myself like a ribeye or whatever. I. I am going to have to find something when I'm done here because I don't know. You know that, that feeling when you haven't eaten enough and you, you're kind of like woozy, you're kind of lightheaded. I, I'm almost there, but I don't, I don't know what I'm going to make because we're also like at the end of the cycle of food that I, that I got for the, uh, for the days of solitude. So I, I'm going to have to do some digging. I, I had spaghetti like three days in a row. One day I made a pizza with some uh, dough we had in the house, like some pre-made pizza dough from Safeway. I I basically have been living off this one jar of ragu that I had. This uh this ragu from the cabinet. I like ragu. It um it has like uh, it's sweet. There's sugar in it. I don't know. I I like that rather than like the more acidic kind of sauce. I also I don't like chunky sauce. I don't like it when it has like big bits of stuff. I like it. I just like tomato paste, I guess, with sugar. 
I don't know, but I, I've been living off that for the whole week, and that's, that's not bad. For lunch, I would eat, like, uh, ramen <laughs> a lot of the times. I, I don't know, man. I just, uh, when it's just you, the, the inclination to make something good just, I don't know, man. It's just not there, you know? I just, um, I don't feel it. I, I just want a taco pill. I wish they were real, you know? I just want to gulp that down and feel a taco. Let me get a drink really quick. I'm, I'm really thirsty, too. <sighs> I apologize for that. You shouldn't have had to heard that, but, um, I, I'm on a roll, as they say. I, I'm gonna go back in a minute, and I'm gonna finish the last episode of that show with Starbuck. It's, it's cool. I forget what it's called, but, um, I'm digging it. It's not like... It's not, like, the highest quality. It's, like, sci-fi channel quality. But, um, what's her name? Starbucks. She's not Trisha Helfer. That was the one who was a Cylon. She is... Oh, I don't know. I don't... I don't want to think about it too, um, too deeply. But, uh... She's, like, a legend of the uh, sci-fi TV game after, after Battlestar. You know, after coming off Battlestar. She really has a lot of... A lot of gravitas, and she's she's pretty good in this. I I appreciate you guys sticking with me for this hour. I I tried some stuff. I tried to meet up with somebody to get him on the show. That didn't work. I, I was supposed to go to lunch with somebody else today, and I was going to see if they wanted to record some stuff. But um, they flaked. They never called, and then when I called, they didn't answer. So I I don't know why why call me up and ask me to go to lunch if you're not going to do it. You know I don't know weird to me. I wouldn't even bother. If I don't, if I don't want to, if I don't want to go to lunch with somebody, I just don't, um, I don't call him up. Maybe, maybe he wanted to hurt me. Maybe he wanted to yank my chain, get me thinking I was going to get out of the house and do something fun when in reality I wasn't going to do anything fun at all. I don't know. Who knows what evil lurks in the heart of men? You know, who has any idea? I guess the shadow. The shadow knows. Vic Sage probably knows. I... I don't know. I got my comics in the mail today, which is good. My comic subscriptions. I got um. Let's uh, let's just look at those really quick. That'll that'll finish off the show. I got Action Comics. I'm digging that. This is um, this is part of Event Leviathan. That's this big event that Bendis is doing. I got Archie. It's about Archie uh, dating Sabrina. This is Archie number seven hundred and six. It's two of five in the Archie and Sabrina. I got Batman, got Batman number 75, and also Batman number 76. Our dude, Engineer Nerd, is going to love this because it's called The City of Bane. I know how much a dude likes Bane. It's some, uh, some kind of storyline where Bane is taking over Gotham. I don't know. I haven't really looked at it. I got two of those. I got the new Kick-Ass. This is Kick-Ass number 16. I don't really love it, but I like it. And then I got a... I got Deceased. That's the uh, DC zombie thing. It's kind of like an Elseworlds kind of gimmick with like zombies running all over the place. I'm digging that. I like it. I also, I also got Lois Lane number one. That's a, that's a book they just well it's number one. So you know they just started it, but it's written by a Greg Rucka. It's really reminiscent of um, Gotham Central, but it's, it's Lois Lane out there investigating some kind of some kind of giant case. I don't know. It's really good. I enjoy it. I, I dig it. Anyway, I'm gonna go. Um, I gotta get something to eat. I don't know what I'm gonna eat. I'll find something. Don't, don't worry about your dude. But until next time, I appreciate you guys being patrons from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me. It means a ton. Your, your money goes to pay for my comics for the most part, I think, which is, which is, you know, 
it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth doing this uh this show for you guys to get all these comics out of it. I hope you I hope you feel like you get something out of it as well. I I don't know. I love all you guys. Alright, I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Another package from the Slick Royal Highness Pay attention so you won't have to rewind this Put yourself together for another funky clip I bring a lot of magic but this ain't no trick it's That was amazing As the official head of the IC Robot Society of Fandom and Love I want to thank you for tuning in and for being really big fans of IC Robots Radio If you have a moment hop over to supportthereport.com Every little bit helps Ed out See you soon This show was produced by Derek and Grandmaster Grandpa with a little bit of help from some other people too. This is IC Robots Radio.